Kutus Sicha is Chelek Tezvav, the Sicha on Chav Cheshven. At the end of Masechta Barachas, as well as Masechta Meid Katan, there is the well-known Maimah Chazal, Talmud HaChachamim, Ein Lahem Enucha, Talmud HaChachamim, have no rest, not in this world and not in the future world. But there is another version of that same statement, which is that Sadikim Ein Lahem Enucha, as opposed to Talmud HaChachamim, which means scholars, it's Sadikim have no uh, rest, not in this world and not in the w- future world. What is the difference between these two words? That Talmud HaChachamim has something to do with the study of Torah. Those are scholars that are busy learning Torah. So therefore, according to this version, it's something about them that is specific to the fact that they are involved in the study of Torah, and that's why they don't have any rest. Whereas when we talk about tzaddikim, not necessarily pertain doesn't necessarily pertain to the study of Torah. It's not. It could re- pertain also to people that are excel in their mitzvahs. So, in other words, that according to this version, it's not something specific to the study of Torah. To understand that, the uh, Arizal explains the statement that Tam the Chachamim have no rest. Um, he says like this: In the world after death, Tam the Chachamim are grow from from level to level and so on, because just as Hashem is infinite, so also His Torah is infinite, and therefore there is no end to it. So it keeps growing. There's, it just goes on and on, which explains, at least according to the uh, version of Tamil Chachamim, had no rest because just like Torah doesn't have any rest, has no is infinite. So also those who are involved in the study of Torah, that's at the Tamil Chachamim that study Torah, also there is no end. It just goes on infinitely. Whereas when we talk about mitzvahs mitzvahs, even though they are also the commands of Hashem, but mitzvahs by definition are limited because they have parameters. Mitzvahs, first of all, there is only 613, you're not allowed to add to them, you're not allowed to take off, which means that they have a limited amount. Also, the specifics of individual mitzvahs are limited because they only apply in certain times, like for instance, mitzvahs which pertain to Shabbos or to Yom Tev or to a specific Yom Tev and the certain mitzvahs pertain only to certain places like in Eretz Yisrael or in the Beis HaMikdash and so on and therefore people that excel in the performance of mitzvahs also are limited and therefore the idea that there is no rest it never stops doesn't pertain to them because mitzvahs by definition do have a rest so just like the mitzvahs are limited so also the people involved with it don't go on and continue to grow infinitely without stop. The same is true, of course, for the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, that the learning of Torah pertains to every single Jew, as Shulchan Aruch says, every Yid, whether he's wealthy or poor, or healthy or not healthy, God forbid, still is obligated to learn, and it's ongoing. There isn't a time in the day which a person is not obligated to learn Torah, whereas mitzvahs only pertain in certain uh, in certain times or certain places and so on as we said before so according to this we have to understand what is the meaning that tzaddikim ain lahem enucha if tzaddikim are they are tzaddikim because of the mitzvahs that they do then it should be there should be menucha so what does it mean there is no menucha what does it mean according to that version so therefore we have to say that there is something about mitzvahs which are also bleakful infinite and it's from that perspective that we say that Ein Lahem So to understand what that is, 
perhaps we could suggest that from the from the halacha which says that there is that we even interrupt the study of Torah for certain mitzvahs which cannot be done by anyone else other than the person studying Torah, he has to interrupt his Torah. From this we could say would it would seem it would suggest that 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 also shows that mitzvahs have an infinite aspect to them because if not, how could a finite mitzvah override the infinite learning of Torah? Why would we say that one should interrupt his learning of Torah which is infinite and ongoing and without limit for a mitzvah which is finite? But the truth is if you look a little closer you'll see that it's not so. The Altareb explains why is it that one should interrupt his learning Torah for a mitzvah that can't be done by somebody else because that is Zekol HaOdom that, that is what man is all about the performance of mitzvahs as our sages tell us that the ultimate purpose of Chachma, of the learning Torah is Tshuva Maisin Torah and if he doesn't do that he continues then it comes out that he learned not for the purpose of doing because when it came time to do he didn't interrupt his learning to do so therefore that is not the proper way of learning is the, is the implied conclusion from this we see that it isn't about the perfection of mitzvahs which um, forces one to stop learning Torah, but the opposite. It's because if you don't stop your learning in order to do this mitzvah, then your learning would be considered imperfect because the whole purpose of learning is to do a mitzvah. So why should you interrupt your learning to do the mitzvah so that your learning will be done properly? So we see that it's not the mitzvah which overrides the learning. It's just that the learning needs to be done properly and therefore you interrupt your learning. So it's not the mitzvah, the limited mitzvah, which is overriding the learning. It's the learning which forces you to stop in order to do the mitzvah so that the learning will be considered proper. So we're back to the question, why is it that mitzvah, so what is the meaning that mitzvahs, what does it mean that they are infinite? So one could say that this is the explanation. Mitzvahs have two aspects to them. There are two dimensions to mitzvah. There is the general, the general idea which unites all mitzvahs. As the Pasuk says, Asher, sorry, the bracha says, He sanctified us with his mitzvah, which talks about the mitzvahs as a whole. All the mitzvahs and, the, and the, what they share in common. And then there is the specific parameters of each mitzvah as we say the tzivanu to do so and so to do this particular mitzvah so there is the shared thrust idea of what mitzvahs are about and then there is the individual mitzvah so from the, from the aspect of the individual expression of each mitzvah they are limited by the parameters which define them then there is the shared value of the mitzvah which is infinite what is the shared um, message, thrust of mitzvahs? It is that they are all the will of Hashem, and they are all equally the will of Hashem. So that encompasses, that expresses the infinite dimension of mitzvahs. And that's why our sages tell us, do not weigh one mitzvah against another mitzvah. The most serious mitzvah, what you might think, and the, and the most least serious mitzvah, they are both the will of Hashem, and therefore they have within them an infinite aspect to them and we have no right to, judge, to weigh one against the other which is also the reason why when a, the halacha is that if somebody is busy doing a mitzvah 
he's exempt from leaving that one and getting involved in another one. He's exempt from the other one. Why is that? Because there's something about all mitzvahs, all mitzvahs share a certain um, aspect, what we said before, that they are the will of Hashem, and that, which is the shared um, inner meaning of each mitzvah, integrates, connects all the mitzvahs to each other. So when you're doing a mitzvah, a particular mitzvah, you are involved with all mitzvahs which are also just the will of Hashem. The will of Hashem. And therefore you don't need to leave one mitzvah which is the will of Hashem to do another mitzvah which is the will of Hashem. You're already involved in performing the mitzvah of uh, fulfilling the will of Hashem. The same could be said also about the, the yid that is doing mitzvahs. It's true that there are specific mitzvahs and specific exemptions and specific times for mitzvah, but then there is what is shared by all mitzvahs, which is, I was created to serve my master, which means that a yid, whenever he is in a state of being created, which means your entire life, you are commanded to do mitzvahs. In other words, the command to be involved in the kiyum of mitzvahs is ongoing and always. There's never a moment when you're exempt for it. You're never exempt from serving Hashem. So in regards to the Yid also, there is that um, responsibility, obligation to be involved in the performance of mitzvahs always, constantly. That brings out the infinite aspect of mitzvahs in regards to the person doing, fulfilling mitzvahs as well. Now we can understand the difference between these two versions. As far as the, uh, as the limited aspect of mitzvahs, it's only Talmud Chachamim which have no rest in Gan Eden, in Olam because regular mitzvahs are limited and therefore if you're not a Talmud Chacham it, there would be no ongoing no rest but as far as the, as the infinite aspect of mitzvahs according to the other version they're looking at it from the perspective of the infinite aspect of mitzvahs and therefore even tzaddikim have no rest either because the obligation for mitzvahs goes on constantly without stop but there is still a problem because the Arizal says based on the Pasuk Yetzay Adam Lefale, that a person, man goes out to his work. He explains it that a person goes out of this world and he goes into his work. His work means the study of Torah. He's talking what he says. It means when a person leaves this life, this world, and he goes into Gan Eden. So over there, the work of Torah continues because in Gan Eden there is also the work of Torah. And that's how they explain that Talmud Chachamim Ein Menucha even in Gan Eden. But according to this. There is no work of mitzvahs in Gan Eden. So that even though it might be true that Gan Eden, the, the, the mitzvahs also keep growing and they're infinite, but as far as the Neshama is concerned, there is no work of mitzvahs in Gan Eden. So what does it mean, Ein Lahem So perhaps the explanation is that we know that in Olam the word Olam the future world, has two meanings. There is one meaning which is that it means Gan Eden, that it's the future world, even though Gan Eden exists now also, is because... To the person, it's the life that comes after life in this world. That's the future world. It's talking about Gan Eden. And then there is the meaning that it means life after Tchiyas Amesim. That's what Olam means. So according to this, we can explain that according to the, uh, to the version that, to the, that it's over there, the meaning of Olam means Gan Eden. 
because Talmud Chachamim have no resting on Eid neither. According to the other version that it's Tzadikim, they're talking about Eil meaning Eil after the resurrection, and then there is mitzvahs, and then the work of mitzvahs does go on, and therefore Eil Lahem means during that period. On the other hand, we could still ask that uh, we know that it says that mitzvahs betelus la'asid lave, that mitzvahs will cease to exist in the time la'asid lave in the future world. And the Alter Rebbe says that means after Trias Amesim. And we also know, and it's explained in Chsidus, that even the Einla Menucha, the Aliyas, the growth and the constant growing, will also stop after Trias Amesim. And then when it says Tzadikim Ein Lamanucha, it means only in Gan Eden, but in Tchiyas HaMesim it will stop. So then we can say, how do we say that Tzadikim Ein Lamanucha means in the time after Tchiyas HaMesim, when that time there will be no performance of mitzvahs, and there will be no growth, constant growth. So the answer to that could be that even in the Eilamat Tchiyas HaMesim there is two periods. There is the first period in which there will be, as we say, that in the future we will do the mitzvahs as they, as Hashem commanded them in their fullest sense. We will once again be able to fulfill the karbanas and all those other mitzvahs that we can't do now. So that's the first period of Tchis, the world of Tchis HaMesim. And there, there will be constant growth. Then there will be a second period in which there are no mitzvahs and there is no growth and it's complete rest. However, this still leaves the obvious question. When we say that Tzadikim Ein Lohem that means that there, it never stops. But the way we just explained it, during the entire period of Gan Eden, when that Neshama is in Gan Eden, there is no growth. There it stops. There is no work of mitzvahs in Gan Eden. So then what does it mean, Ein Lohem In the time between the person being in this world and the Eilam Atchiyas HaMesim, at least, there is no growth. Yesh Lohem They do have rest. So what are you, how are you going to answer that? The answer to that is, that since during the t- uh, mitzvahs are only shayach, are only pertain to a neshama as it is connected to a body. When a neshama is not connected to a body, the whole concept of, of mitzvahs doesn't exist. And not, it's, it's as if time stops for that neshama in regards to the matter of fulfilling mitzvahs. And therefore, since that time stops, in other words, it's, it's as if that time doesn't exist in the context of mitzvahs, and therefore it doesn't count as rest, as non-activity of the growth of of mitzvahs, because it doesn't exist in the context of mitzvahs. There is no body, therefore there is no mitzvahs, therefore that time doesn't exist. So therefore it's not considered an interruption to the constant growth, because that time is like a vacuum, it doesn't exist as time in regards to this neshama, which, who excels in the performance of mitzvahs, which can't be done now, and therefore that time doesn't exist. And as the Raghachavar explains in the certain matters in the Gemara, it talks about whether there is the concept of aging in, after a person dies. In certain, in certain halachas, it would be important when a person, let's say a, a young woman, between the age of 12 and 12 and a half, she, or when she's a child up, up until the age of 12 and a half, everything that she owns belongs to her father. When she turns 12 and a half, she, she gains maturity, and now it belongs to her. What happens if she died before she reached 12 and a half, and somebody owes her money as a, for a penalty for something that he did to her, 
which it, until the age of 12 and a half it would have gone to the father after 12 and a half it would go to her but she died before she reached 12 and a half now it's already 6 months later and she would have been 12 and a half the question is now who does the money go to do we say that she aged in after death a caver in while in the grave or do we say that there is no aging in the grave if we say she did age in the grave and she's now 12 and a half then it belongs to her now and since you can't give it to her so the person that has to pay that penalty doesn't have to pay it there's no one to pay it to but if you say that there is no aging in the, in the grave, so therefore it belongs to the father because she never left his jurisdiction and therefore the person that owes the money has to pay it to the father even a year, ten years later. And the halacha is that ein bagar bakever, there is no aging in the kever and therefore it belongs to the father. In other words, we see, says the Rav that there is the constant, that time stops, the flow of time stops for the neshama. And therefore, for this reason, we could say that there is that it also stops in, in regards to whether there is a stop to the menucha. And since time doesn't exist in regards to that matter, therefore, it's not called that the, that it stopped. Nothing stopped. Nothing exists. Time doesn't exist there, and therefore, it's as if that time doesn't exist. Doesn't count as an interruption to the to the growth a deeper idea can be understood from something that Hebrew Hashab reports that his father the Rebbe Maharash said that even in, in certain Sadikim, Sadikim Gemurim even in Ganeiden, which is a time which is generally traditionally understood as a time of Memalukul Almin, when the Neshama relates to things which are within its um, realm of existence, and that's why men and they can enjoy the the uh, radiance of the Shekhinah because it's a level which they can relate to but the Rebbe Maharaj says that for certain Sadiqim there is also uh, a transcendent Soiviv Kula Almin that also penetrates Gan Eden, and they relate to that in other words mitzvahs which are part of Soiviv Kula Almin there is place for mitzvahs in a certain way even in Gan Eden, says the Rebbe Maharaj which can be also understood from what it says, the way the Ramam explains that, that he says that when they said that the tzaddikim sitting on Eden and their crowns on their head, what does that mean their crowns are on, on their head? The Ramam says that that means their intellect, their understanding of things. That's what the crown pertains to. And that they sit and they based on this understanding they enjoy the ziva shechina, the radiance of the shechina. So he says, perhaps that this can be understood, and the, the Rebbe says this can be understood in this way. The crown on the head, which means, which, uh, which is talking about their understanding, the crown is above the head. It envelops the head. It's not in the head. It doesn't penetrate the head. In other words, it pertains to Soiviv Kulalma, the transcendent level. As the Rebbe Marash says, that part of, of which pertains more to mitzvahs. So we see from this that there is two aspects there is the aspect of transcendence even in Gan Eden where there is the concept of mitzvahs even in Gan Eden and based on this we can even explain that tzaddikim ein menucha means that even in Gan Eden they don't have any menucha because mitzvahs pertain to Gan Eden in a certain sense as well